Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. It is May 6th. You know, after a week of rain, we have the sun coming up this morning and we're still going to have a good chance of rain. But, you know, the May rains bring flowers, right? Because in April we didn't get a lot of rain or sunshine. But the good news is, Oh, fingers crossed. We may be above 40 degrees. Yes, it's been 40 to 45 degrees and I'm still waiting for signs of growth in the garden. But last night I did go out and I found that the grape hyacinths are blooming. The rest of the perennials are growing and so are the weeds. I had to even do some help from other people and do some help, you know, send pictures or posts on Facebook that I had a plant growing that was early bloomer and I had no idea what it was. Now this plant came from soil that was used in the city compost and that probably is some sort of a nettle, not a stinging nettle, but a low to the ground with purple flowers and where the flowers are the leaves turn purple. It's really quite pretty but it's also seems to be taking over the fairy garden lower level. So I'm going to go through, I got to go to the storage unit and get our hoe because bending over is still not too good. And um, I think if I hoe the out, the weeds out, expose the roots, they'll die. And then I can maybe take over the planting again and set up the fairy garden the rest of the way. I'm looking for some advice and I know this is a problem and there's only probably one way to do it is how do you get grass out of the perennial bed? The grass from the yard has invaded the front part and I keep trying to pull it but pulling it isn't doing it. I'm afraid if I put some sort of chemical on it it'll kill the perennials and so I'm going to just gently try to remove it with a hoe and get some more mulch. I think that's the mulch that we had on it broke down. So that's the update on the garden. The weather has been mighty cold, so it feels (laughs) way more like March, but it's May, and hopefully um, it'll be a full-blown spring. Now, what happens here, and it might happen in your area too, is we'll go from winter, 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 fault spring, winter, winter, fault spring, and then we're still waiting for spring and then boom, all of a sudden it's a full-blown summer. And then overnight, the leaves will fully grow on the trees. It'll be hot. I'll be complaining about the heat and uh, the flowers will be all jammed up and blooming at the same time for the early bloomers. And (laughs) I'll have weeds up to my eyeballs but that's okay because that's how 
life goes here on the 45th parallel. Now, in case you forgot, the 45th parallel is our claim to fame here in my little town. Um, it is halfway between the equator and the North Pole. So I wanted to tell you that today's podcast is brought by Shannon Orr's Eva Blake's Makery. She has published a new book called Plan to Quilt. Now, it's not a planner in a journal sense. It's not a calendar planner. This is a quilt planner. This is a book where you use it to put all of your ideas and dreams down about what you want to make. There's sections in this hardcover wirebound book so it can open up and lay flat. It has areas to put patterns that you want to buy, project names. There's an add a glance list of projects you have in the works and when they're due, what the priority is. It talks about where are you at in your process? Have you pulled your stash um, fabrics out? Do you need to buy supplies, cut, piece, press, top, batting, quilted, and bound? You know, because a quilt is not finished until it's bound. There's a shopping list. This is made to where you can put snippets of fabric that you want to match and take the book to the store. And I'm using this to plan out as I go. Um, you can glue some envelopes in here and put in patterns so you don't lose pattern pieces. There's also for each quilt plan, there is a grid, a dot grid. So you can do like a bullet journal layout or a graph paper. So you could say maybe you drafted your own quilt and you want to draw the design with all the details. I like how at the bottom of it, of your block, it says joy level with a finish date. So my first one in the quilt plan is Dear Jane. So I wrote that. Difficulty, it's going to be astronomically high. I started it during the pandemic and you can put everything, pattern number, pattern designer. What was the occasion? What's the finished size? Method, colors. You can use colored pencils and do like a color theme. You can put swatches in there. Uh, there's a section for thread and stitching sizes on your machine. Like I need to remember that I need to drop down the stitch length to 1.8 to do paper pieces. There's also an area where you can take notes to yourself because you know how it is when you, you're making a pattern. So I made a note to myself that I need to remove all the paper pieces when I'm assembling the units together and putting the block together because they're only five and a half inches and then you know finish their their four and a half so when i'm trying to get those units together they're too bulky and the pieces are too tiny so i have to make sure they're perfectly trimmed and they're ready to go take the papers off as i assemble the units together and I need to keep track of what block I'm making. So those are notes to myself. Now, there's a, the bottom part I think is great. That's the last section of this quilt plan for this quilt is a little quilt story. So you can write your inspiration. Record a little about the inspiration or story behind your quilt. Okay, why did you choose the colors? Who's it for? Why'd you make it? So I wrote, at the dawn of the internet, I fell in love with the Dear Jane quilt. 
I wanted to see it in the fall when it's exhibited in the quilt museum where it's at. I really want to go still do that. I want to make it. I quilted a friend's Dear Jane quilt and it made me want to make it more but I want to do it in bright colors, not reproduction fabrics. Like my friend, it was all Civil War reproduction fabrics. I took the plunge and I bought the electric quilt add-on for Dear Jane for EQ8 in 2020 before lockdown. I pulled and I stashed bright fabrics and I had it all ready to go. And then I chickened out making it. When lockdown hit, I started out of boredom and fear. I needed a challenge, and I feel that's probably where the mindset was of Jane Stickle when she made this quilt. So that's my first entry in my quilt planner. Now, this is probably got, you know, I want to say spaces for at least 50 or more quilts, maybe way more than that. And that's the layout of the book. You really, really need to put things down, I'm finding, especially when you hit, you know, a certain um, decade of your life and your memory's not as good as what it is. Because what I found with this Dear Jane is I had it scattered in a couple different places. I thought I had the patterns together. I thought I was up to date on where I was making it. I, you know, in, in the series, what block. And I was a mess. This would help people who have several things going, like what quilter doesn't, and it can help you remember who is the pattern designer, where maybe you lose a piece and you need help or you need to buy a section of, you know, of a pattern or a template and you just need to know details. You can even write notes to yourself so you don't make the same mistake over and over in the pattern. Um, if you know yourself and you catch yourself making the same mistake over and over, or maybe you resized the pattern. <laughs> yeah, I've done that many times and you forgot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are some great things. I love this plan to quilt planner. It's called plan to quilt the ultimate calendar free project based organizer. And I just really, really like it. You could put, you know, bag projects in here. You can do whatever you want in this. I really like it. And if you use an embroidery machine, there's plenty of places to take notes about your embroidery blocks too. It's perfect for today's quilter. So thank you, Shannon. Um, you've developed a beautiful pro product and thank you for sponsoring today's project. Don't forget to go check her out. It's Plan to Quilt by Shannon Orr and her company's name is Eva B. Eva Blake's Makery. Eva Blake's Makery. Go check it out. So next I want to talk about some of the things that I have been working on. I've been working on more of breaking things down into my mind of micro steps and I found that I needed to do <laughs> Do things just like just one thing today if one thing I can get done and so that's like if I just do one thing 
I want to load this quilt today. And that's been very, very helpful for me because I'm like, okay, that's all I just, I have to get done. Just that one thing. Um, chore list is the same way. So I have like one thing I want to do in quilting. Want just one thing I need to get done in doing a chore every day, like the dishes and clearing the countertops off, you know, laundry, just one load. Those kinds of things have been very, very helpful for me because I don't know, it's been easy to get overwhelmed. There's lots of changes going on. I had to go to the office this week and um, so that kind of stressed me out a little bit. So what did I get done in the quilting department? Well, uh, I'm not breaking any records and I'm okay with that. I'm trying to be very almost ritualistic and, and really working on the ritual of making things. I stopped procrastinating on loading a quilt and I did load one. I loaded the little Shibori um, bonus block quilt that I had posted a couple months ago. Had a backing and batting right here at the house. It's a small quilt. Don't know how big it is. Yet, I'll measure it when it's done. And I started free motion quilting on it one row after I got it loaded. See, sometimes when you just get started, the ball gets rolling. And that was really loading it and doing one row was about 20 minutes. That's it. I did it on my lunch hour. I'm continuing to work on Dear Jane. I had a quilt block with nothing but arcs in it and kind of a drunkard's path style. I'm not real happy with how it's coming out. I have the last quarter to do. I'm going to make it. I'm going to finish it because I'm three quarters of the way done, literally. And um, then if I don't like how it looks, it's just going to go in the orphan block bin and I may do an alternate method of making it with an applique. But um, yeah, I got frustrated with it because, I mean, I spent a lot of time, the Cricut cut it out, was perfect with the cutting. It's just the pieces are tiny little pie pieces that you have to put into like a drunkard's path curve and curves are, are not fun. So it's led me to this conclusion that maybe I'm not going to do all 5,600 and odd um, pieces of the Dear Jane because it's it's very hard and it's frustrating and it's really not bringing me tons and tons of joy right now. Um, I'm going to go through and pick out blocks that appeal to me for whatever reasons, not just because they're easy, but maybe because I think they're interesting and I'm going to make a smaller version of it. And I don't think I'm going to do the triangle border pieces because I don't, don't really know that it, they're cool and all that. And it's very interesting but I think they're neat. I don't know. They just don't appeal. So I'm going to make what's called a baby Jane. My little baby version of the quilt. It's no shame in not making the whole thing. And I'm just going to make a small version of it. And then use up the fabric that I have picked out from this Barbara Brockman um, bright colored William Morris print. And that will be perfect. I won't have to fret about tons of fabric and all of that. So that's my plan this week is that I'm just going to make a smaller version of my dear Jane. And it's probably going to be a sign of things to come of making smaller quilts because they're really lots of fun and easier to store. I have so many bed size quilts and I think I'm going to make uh, like if I need another queen, I might make it when I need it. 
<laughs> when I need one. And right now I don't need one. I also uh, worked on my quilt. Um, it's a bee hexagon quilt. Boy, I'm really stumbling this morning. The bee hexagon quilt that I am hand stitching a bee themed fabric that are hexagons into grandmother's flower garden flower and then I'm appliquing it on a navy and gold Swiss dot. So the blue and gold really pop out and I know they're my high school colors but they're not quite the same. That's maize and blue kind of like U of M that was my high school color. Um, but this is more uh, just really a pretty gold and beautiful Moda bumblebee fabric with this way cool Swiss dot. Loving how it's turning out. I have probably 12 blocks made and I'm going to keep going with the fabric that I have already made into hexes and see where we're at um, with it because I'm not sure I need to make that quilt too much bigger. And each of those background blocks I think are about eight inches. So it'll be a nice sized um, lap quilt or even wall hanging. I'm also working on my 100 hexes, 100 days, and I'm making way more than 100. Um, some weeks I'm making one hexy a day, and some weeks I'm just using up the fabric that I have. So this week's theme is hearts, and I spent a lot of time searching through my stash for fabric with hearts on it, and I found a couple small pieces. I haven't um, basted them on the hexagons yet, but they're not red flowery valentine fabric. They are white on white. Um, one has a pink, tiny piece of pink, and the other is a gray. So I think it'll make an interesting collection of heart-themed hexes. And we're over halfway done with that, only a couple more weeks, and we'll be done. And it's been lots of fun. I have lots of hexagons pre-made up. And I'm not sure if I'm going to make them into flower gardens or just a random uh, put them together. I don't know. So I want to make a, a better plan. And I printed out a hexy page so I can kind of get some ideas on how I might want to set some of these cute, adorable little hexagons. I'm really hooked on hand stitching these hexes together. And they're fun. I may try to do rows next time uh, instead of the grandmother's flower garden layout or flowers. I don't know, but there's diamonds you can make. There's all kinds of way cool things you can do with hexagons. So that's pretty much um, what I've done for my stuff. And I only have one customer project right now, and I'm working on it for about the last 10 months, is a t-shirt quilt. And I have the top about 75 to 80% done. I am improv style putting these together like a jigsaw puzzle. And that takes a lot of time. And I have to definitely be in the right mindset to work with um, improv stuff. And I'm on a roll. So the top will be done still. And my hope is to get it to her before the anniversary date of when she dropped it off. Um, I think it was in July of last year. So I'd like to have it done before the <laughs> July comes around or the end of summer. I'd like to have it done by then for her. And then, you know, I'm just working on things a little at a time. I'm finding that I was given a really wonderful 
gift for Mother's Day by my daughter, and it's called Silk and Sonder, which is a more therapeutic-based journal style planner um, that has sections for day by day. And I was just really getting lost over this last year with all of those things on my mind and not being able to get things done, even though I was working on them in my normal one stitch, one block, one row at a time. You remember a few months ago, I, on my own, had started working on rituals. Well, that's part of Silk and Saunders of therapeutic approach is that we have to take things as rituals in life, like the ritual of writing in our planner every morning and planning out the day, which I was doing in my head. But there's something so therapeutic and so good about getting rid of the things that are in your brain when you put a pen, and for me, an ink pen to paper. And it really does work. It gets all of that business out of my head and I'm actually being able to get things done a little more organized and I'm using some of the ideas from the planner as things that I've always done and then enhancing it with the use of this beautiful little booklet you get one month at a time. And I'm finding I'm able to get more things done because I'm writing them down because I have found in my 50s I'm way more forgetful. I knew I wanted to do something, but what was it? I knew I wanted to do something with this hexagon thing. Where did I put the stuff, right? And so I have designated zones for where I want things for projects and, and active projects. And I'm putting that down on paper about what it is I want to do. And that's where it goes hand in hand with the quilt planner that Shannon Orr sent. Um, I'm finding that there are things that is very, very helpful that is support with this particular um, planner. It's very expensive. It's $20 a month, just so you know, if you're going to buy it monthly, you get a break if you buy it in a year-long subscription. But it's really about working on rituals. And then they have a Facebook group where people give ideas about how they're setting their planners up because there's big sections of it that are kind of like a bullet journal. And I wasn't really sure what to do with those. And I'm using some of those sections for note taking for this podcast, as well as a coloring page and a recipe and um, lots of places to track your health habits, your short term goals and long term goals. So love it. It's very, very helpful. And it's helped me get through this anxiety of getting back to the office also. I'm able to keep myself, this is for my personal life. My business life is on electronic calendar um, with appointments on my computer. But yeah, yeah, I can't say enough about this. I think it's very helpful. This month's theme is being creative. Of course, you know, that is right up my alley. So yeah, I just really like it. And it has really helped me distill down on ideas. What's another support that they just started this month is a morning five minute kind of motivational chat from the makers of Silk and Sonder. So I've been listening to them in the morning and it really, really is a good way as a meditation to start the day. So it's like a my meditation, affirmation, and planning session all at once. And I'm finding that like I made exercise a goal. And I thought, okay, let's be real. Let's do five minutes every day. 
And I've done five minutes every day so far. I mean, it's only May 6th, but that's better than I've done for the last six months. The other thing about it is, you know, just like you know with creating, once you get going, you probably will spend more than five minutes. And I'm finding that I'm spending maybe more like seven or eight minutes on the rowing machine and then doing more activities throughout the day. I've also resurrected my Active 5, which is a little portable gym that's connected to your phone. It's like a little squeezy thing. Um, and it's to detects pressure of the exercises that you're doing. Like if you're standing, you put your foot on it and it tells you how long to hold a pose like yoga or chairs or squats. And it really is helpful, but it's only five minutes. And I need that. I, I only need to spend five minutes and, and then it's done. And then I find, well, maybe I can spend five more minutes and get it done. Uh, yeah, it's been great. So micro steps, again, breaking things down um, from even my projects that I'm working on to micro steps, but also my daily things. So the daily ritual thing has been very, very helpful. The other thing that I have been working on that is part of my day-to-day project is our creative souls, which is the non-quilting portion of the podcast where my sister and I do creative things. You know, we spent the winter doing loom knitting and since the weather's warmer, we've both put that away and are working on gardening. She's got a hydroponic set up in her house because she lives down um, stayed a couple of hours. And to be honest, it's really a lot more growing season, but they still get a lot of cold weather. So she's got strawberries growing in her house and um, she's got a really old rambling Victorian. So she has one porch area designated as like a greenhouse. She's got vegetables that have been growing since January, like lettuce and all kinds of salads. And her strawberry plant has a strawberry about the size of your thumb. I have grape hyacinths growing and she's got strawberries. It's so wonderful. Now, she spends a lot of time on it and has a lot of effort in engineering this um, indoor garden space, which is really a greenhouse and hothouse. I can't compare to that because I have plants that have been sitting out in it frosts every night and it's only been 45, but we give each other fantastic ideas about gardening and the fairy gardens and all of the crafts and creativity that we've been doing and bounce ideas off of each other. It's great to have a creative friend and I have quilting creative friends and I have painting creative friends and I have my sister who we like create everything. So part of my getting back into being ritualistic about it is a daily doodle. And I can do that either in my art journal or in my silken sonder. And it's really, really a great, I love using micron pens in a Zentangle style. I don't have to paint it. I don't have to color it in. It's just drawing these really cute little doodles. Some are cutesy, some are more, um, they're all abstract uh, in, in my humble opinion, but I really love them. So I even found this week a couple things on social media. One is that a lady does the same type of thing, but she color washes everything in the background. And I may do that on some watercolor paints for my art journal. 
and experiment more with that. I've done a little bit of that on Zentangle tiles and I've done that with batik fabrics. And I thought, okay, so taking that a little step further with the color wash on watercolor paper would be a great way to be able to take paper for meetings because I doodle a lot in meetings and in my morning meditation. And I'm able to um, have it all set up. And, you know, it's a whole nother form of creativity that's only five or 10 minutes, right? Color washing backgrounds with one color or even more than one color. And I was in a Zentangle group a while ago before the pandemic. And one of the ladies did this. And I thought her, it really adds a whole nother dimension to making your doodles more than a doodle on the page in their art. Another thing I found through email is Joanne Fabric is doing custom printing on fabric. So you can have a design that you've drawn. You can upload the picture and they will print it out, similar to Spoonflower. Um, you can pick chiffon, you can pick um, lawn, you can pick polyester, you can pick whatever fabric and have it printed. So it looks like Spoonflower has a, com a big competitor and that would be Joanne's. Prices are a little bit better at Joanne's. I've never used Spoonflower because it's expensive, but I know the fabric is top, top end. And you can pick fabric to be custom printed using designs they have already. And Joanne has a similar system set up. You have to look under the custom fabric section of their website. So that was the cool thing of the week that I discovered. Now I closed my page on my podcast list. Here it is. So that was the biggest things that I discovered this week and things that I've been working on. Now I've been asking questions in my Facebook group and it's been a fun thing to do for the month of May, getting to know each other better and for us to all share like funny little stories and things like that. And I hope to do these kinds of prompts a few times a week, probably not every day, but a few times a week. And so this week um, I posed a question is, have you ever stopped a quilt partway through and what did you do with it? You know, AKA what I'm thinking about with the dear Jane. So one option that I did before was I did stop one other quilt early and that was the farmer's wife quilt. And they're little blocks, so instead of throwing them away, which I was <laughs> I was tempted to do, and one other person has thrown a quilt away, um, I sashed them in chunky frames and then put them together, and I made the quilt smaller, and I threw in a couple of other small orphan blocks with it. And that's probably what I'm going to do with the Dear Jane. But here's some great ideas that other people had in the group of versus, you know, making it a UFO that just sits in a drawer or throwing it away. So people made other quilts with it. Um, small quilts out of components. Some people took the sections of the quilt apart or cut them up differently and made larger quilts. Some people wanted it out of their house, which I know the feeling I have one languishing in the drawer that I was either going to give away or throw away. That was a quilt shop sample I started last year and there was an error in the pattern and I ran out of fabric. I didn't, don't love it so much. I don't want to buy more and I wasn't loving the method of constructing it. 
So I have a good idea was that you could make a quilted bag with it. Fantastic idea. That would be perfect for that fabric. Some people took just took it apart and reused the components in another quilt. One lady um, made a, just finished the quilt up even though it was not pretty and it didn't turn out the way she wanted and is now a dog bed for her dog. Um, Lots of people made the quilts into something else or finished as is just because they weren't feeling the vibe. It was a quilt that was okay and they donated it. Um, that's a good idea. Using a new setting. The other one is finishing up the blocks into small mini quilts and using it for free motion quilting practice. And one lady said she had to put it in time out. I've done that. When she put it in timeout, it sat in her closet for several years. And then she got it out and realized she just she redid the setting triangles because that's what was bugging her the most. And then she was able to finish it. Now, I've done that too. I've put a quilt in timeout. And then when I got it out later, I went, what was I so mad about with this? It really isn't as bad as what my mind's eye said it was. And I was able to fix it quickly in a different mindset with more experience maybe and finish the quilt. I have done that myself. So what I'm going to do with the Violet Craft quilt, it's a ribbon weave quilt and the, there was an error in the pattern on how to place the fabric to get this ribbon effect throughout the entire quilt. And then it would look dumb because the ribbons at the very last half of the quilt would be all out of order. So I think making a quilted bag is a great idea. It's a really good idea that I will do, I think, with that particular quilt. And the Dear Jane, I'm just going to make it smaller in an alternate setting, just like I did with that other quilt, The Farmer's Wife. I got halfway through and went, this is not for me. And... I didn't like the construction. I couldn't paper piece it. It was really designed for hand sewing. And hand sewing pieces, patchwork, is different than hand sewing English paper piecing. And maybe when I get more experience with EPP in the future, I'll do Dear Jane as an EPP. Or maybe not, because I'm really more interested in doing a... Um, I bought a pattern for English paper piecing. It's called geranium. It's so pretty. So I think that's where my joy is taking me. So that's where I want to end with this week is sometimes we just have to go where the dopamine takes us. As according to TikTok, I've seen a couple artists and um, they just, they don't want to have a niche. You know, that's another thing I've seen on TikTok, meaning I just want to do the things I want to create that makes me happy. That's where the word dopamine comes from the neurotransmitter that helps us achieve happiness. Actually, I don't think it's dopamine. I think that's serotonin. But hey, let's not bust the meme. We'll suspend um, reality for a minute. But we got to go where the happiness takes us, you know, as in Shannon Orr's planner. At the very end of each quilt, it, there's a joy factor on there. Did this quilt bring me joy making it? And projects, quilts, rituals they all need to actually fulfill a purpose for us to do if I'm aimlessly making things just to aimlessly make them yeah it doesn't bring me any joy nor do I have any purpose in it and then it just drifts off into the sunset 
maybe to the bottom of my closet or shoved in a drawer to be forgotten about when it actually could have a purpose like a bag or a dog bed or a donation quilt or take the time to cut it up and (laughs) repurpose it. Um, That lesson can be applied to so many things in life, can't it? Just thinking about that, really. Just reuse, recycle, give away. Let someone else have joy from it. Doesn't need to be trashed, right? And I think that's where over the last couple of months I needed clarity and pen to paper really helps for me. And if that particular journal is too expensive for your budget, make your own pen to paper journal. That's why I really enjoyed the art journal. And I like using that as art experiments and it is less therapeutic and more just practicing art. But this particular um, Silk and Sonder is a very portable take with you, jot things down as it comes to your brain and a really pretty, it's very pretty and a nice pre-made layout that's got enough customizing for it. I'm even keeping track of my blood sugars and exercise schedule and it's keeping me accountable to the one person that needs accountability and that's myself. And so I think that's the whole point of these planners and is organizing your things, getting things out of your brain and keeping yourself accountable to the one person that it matters, yourself. So I hope that you have a wonderful week and that you have a little bit of sunshine in your day as well as taking time to do some self-care, some creativity, and quilting. Quilt on, everyone.